Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Pretender to Contender. I'm your host, Joe Matarese. How you doing? How are you? Hope you're having a good day. Hope you're uh, you're getting ready for the holidays, you know? So, Pretender to Contender this week. It's getting a little bit more specific. More towards uh, how to... How do you become a how do you become a contender if you're in the comedy world? What do I need to do? Well, what do you think I should do? Uh, I don't know what to do. It's kind of wanted to really help comedians out there. And, you know, and me being one of them, I'm not saying I'm a contender. I'm not. I feel like I'm still at a pretender status here. I've done a lot of things in my career, but I'm not I'm not where I want to be. So I'm going to be interviewing different um people that are masters in their field masters at different specific things as my guest today pete dominic who's a comedian that i've known for many years he had his own show on sirius xm called stand up with pete dominic and uh, was there for 12 years and then he lost his job out of nowhere what was he going to do so he started his own podcast uh put it up on patreon and has 798 subscribers. Those people are all paying him money to listen to his podcast called Stand Up with Pete Dominic. Pretty amazing story that he has that many people paying him money. He's a very successful guy. And uh, we're going to learn how he did it. How, how do you get a lot of people to want to pay you money to listen to your podcast? And how do you do that on Patreon? What's some tips? What, what did Pete do? How did he go from this to that? We're going to learn it all from my guest today. Uh, and and I'm here, and I'll be talking to him. So uh, it should be really cool if you want to support me on my Patreon. It's kind of uh, it's kind of new. I just relaunched it, patreon.com forward slash pretender to contender. Or it's on my link tree, which is on all my social media, which is at the Joe Matteris. If you look in the bio of my Instagram or my TikTok, you'll see the link tree there and you can go subscribe to my Patreon. You get the video of the episodes. You get a lot of behind the scenes stuff. You get extra stuff, lots of cool stuff. And uh, I'd love to have you in the group, the Facebook group where lots of comedians, we all talk shop and we kind of help each other. What are we struggling with? So today's interview with comedian Pete Dominic, I hope it teaches you uh, what you need to do if you want to monetize your podcast on Patreon. All right. So we'll be right back with my guests, comedian and uh, podcast talk show host Pete Dominic. I don't the, the the reason I wanted to talk to you on pretend contender yeah. today, Pete, is yeah. um, I kind of um this is the first episode I'm really doing this, and I had a I had a moment where I was like I need to get a little bit more specific with pretender to contender. It is the title of my podcast. Why don't I try um, a little move here? Because I, I I don't know. I I heard a couple of seminars on podcasting, and you're a very successful podcaster as you went from Sirius XM and you you lost your job there and then you had to completely treat your your new endeavor like it's a startup business which is do your do it as a podcast do it a, and then put it on Patreon and do it as subscription only um and 
it's not just a subscription only. So we'll talk to you about that too, because you have, uh, you have it out there for free also. And I find that if I'm really more specific for pretender to contender, this podcast is, is for people in the comedy world, you know, it's specifically. And then if people want to watch or listen and take the ride with us, they can, but it's kind of like a how to podcast. And I thought, what a great guest to talk specifically about, um, leaving Sirius XM, starting up in Patreon. And, you know, I don't know if you know this, but as of today, when I looked, you have 798 people subscribing, and that's unbelievable. I have six. <laughs> I have six people subscribing on Patreon. Granted, I just started two days ago, and I was doing it a while ago, and a couple comedians told me to stop doing it because you don't have enough of a fan base. It's just a waste of time. And then I watched the seminar and they're like, would anyone open a coffee shop and give out free coffee for a year? They wouldn't, they would try to monetize what they do. So if there's a way that even if you have a hundred people listening to your show, you know, um, maybe they want to, uh, you know, help you out. They want to be along for the ride. They want to get extra things that you're willing to offer. They're your super fans let them let them um invest in your thing so i want to hear because I, I look at you as an expert that's an impressive number you know and what was the what was the first thing that you had to do to really uh that where you started to see wow this works this is making it grow because how long did it take you like when you started, how how many subscribers did you have in the first week? Yeah, I think it's really important to uh, point to the fact that I am not remotely typical or relatable for probably almost anybody that's listening because I didn't start a podcast from from scratch, not even remotely like a lot of comedians whether they have well, a small not just com comedians i mean every every job is podcasting now jeez i mean real estate agents have podcasts every job thinks they need to do a podcast or sure, they they either help their other job or they want to be a podcaster yeah i think it's a great idea i think podcasting is is awesome i think everybody should do a, a podcast for sure i mean even if no one listens but so uh, when you left serious xm so my, so how clear, many uh, of those people came over right away Yes. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. I'm not typical. Like I'm not a comedian, even with a small following, much less a mediocre or large following that started a podcast. Cause that no, doesn't, if you did it wrong, nobody would have came over. They would have been like, if you would have done that transition incorrectly, so let, me, let, me, yeah, let me try to mm -hmm. finish Bring us back. Well, I'm trying to, let me start again. Same point, but you got to let me finish. Okay. Which let is, can uh, can't, can't finish. Can't, can't finish. Can I finish? <laughs> That's uh, Dana Carvey's Ross Perot. Can I finish? And I can someone let me finish? For God's sake, I can't finish here. You keep interrupting me. I try to get the point out about chicken. So uh, if a comedian just starts a podcast, if a football player with a huge following on Instagram starts a podcast, if a supermodel or an actor, someone famous with massive followings starts a podcast, they will have a lot of people listen to the first podcast, but maybe not the next one because it wasn't great so but the you know that that's one point you don't just transfer because you're well known so even if you're so it's been it's harder 
if you have no following, obviously, and you're starting from scratch and nobody knows you, to build an audience is very, very hard. But I just, it's like, I don't want to give anybody any kind of false hope or, or, or advice that might be listening. Uh, I wasn't a comedian or a model or an actor or a football player. I was a guy who hosted a three-hour radio show for almost 15 years. Now, would you say that note so of being specific? Me, hold, hold on. So, <laughs> I'm so I'm almost done. So I ported that audience straight over. Period. Right. right. It was like thing. a cut and I paste. had an audience. Like Howard always says this. You can't just start a podcast. I had an audience before I came serious. That's me. I had an audience before I came to podcasting that I built at a corporate media platform, a huge platform for 15 years, three hours daily. Right. And a lot of people have done that before and after me. Okay. So how did you put the word out to get them to get your listeners? How were you able to contact them and let them know, Hey, I'm over on Patreon now. This um, is what I'm doing. Just every, all the obvious ways, social media, here's where I'm at. Uh, but you know, yeah. Uh, going on other shows, talking about it. I went on the most popular podcast in the country. I think that probably helped. Although uh, Joe Rogan in, in November 19, I think it helped, but my show wasn't good. So, you know, arguably had I done it when the show got better and the shows now, I think I'm really proud of it. 500 shows, two years. And I'm, I, I, I produce it myself. I, I book it. I do all of it and I'm super proud of it. But back then it was garbage. Like I didn't even know, you know, uh, I was on air talent at Sirius XM. That was my job. I did research. I interviews, uh, you know, I produced the show, but from an executive producer standpoint, I didn't know like how to edit. So I had to learn every single job and, and teach myself and my show wasn't great, but that, that big platform that he gave me and other shows. So all the traditional ways that you would, you know, nothing special. Well, I would think everything in show business has that a little bit of that double-edged sword, which is, oh, I wish I would have got that when I was great. Yeah, yeah, you can't. You There's can't, no way around that. Right, exactly. Totally agree. I had to take it when it was offered, and the the way I got on Rogan was like, um, the timing was just what it was. He said, yes, I, I flew it to L.A. You don't, like, tell Letterman, and then now in this case, Rogan being, you know, what Letterman was or whoever, uh, you don't tell him. I'm unavailable. You do it. It's the biggest platform. You, you, you sell your kids if you have to. Now, did you see a quick boost in how many people subscribe to Patreon yeah. right after? Oh that? no, no, that's not how it works. Like, like, uh, the set always been steady growth with the paid subscriptions and listeners. It doesn't like it was an initial, a bunch of people signed up without even hearing the show, because like I said, they already liked me and supported me. I hadn't even had a show yet before I had subscriptions. Like I had no product and I already had, well, maybe that's not true. I think I put the show out before, maybe show one or two before mm -hmm. I opened up the, 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 but as soon as I opened it up, all this, you know, not all, but several serious people uh, came over and now it's a matter. Yeah. So that's it. Now, if I, I you know, I looked at your pay, your, your Patreon page. So you have a $5, a $10, a $25. These are all monthly $50, $100 and a thousand dollars a month. Now, I do. I I have a thousand dollar thing. Yeah, and it all, and it, it, that one actually includes, and you call that one investor and partner. <laughs> like the guys, I've I've thought that if someone's given a thousand dollars a month, they're basically like you're you're going to be talking to that person on the phone as if they're like an, an investor in your company. 
because they are a thousand dollars a month. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. But yeah, I mean, I was kind of, I don't even remember doing that, but I think that's, um, do you have any thousand dollar a month? Not that. No, 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 I do not that I know of. I don't pay. I do have like a part of my life, uh, and my work that I call, you know, that I, I, I run my, you know, the show, like a, like a, like a network, like a, like a company, um, a product. And so I do have like a subscription relations part of my job, subscriber relations. So I, you know, I, I, but I don't prioritize, you know, I don't have any rules. Everybody, my thing is whether, whether you pay $5 or a thousand dollars because of my ethical stance, you don't get anything more than, than anyone else. Nobody gets more than anybody else. If you want to talk to me on the phone, um, and you pay $5 a month, you can call me. Right. Right. It's not like, uh, you get to open a different door if you're paying. No, because you know, and I'm not. I'm not criticizing anybody. I think that works for a lot of people. But for me, like my own personal moral, like the there's a woman, for example, who's probably one of the, my favorite people. Her name is Tina, and she's been a longtime listener and subscriber. She does not have a lot of money and doesn't make a lot of money because she has to take care of her kids. And it's a long story, but she doesn't make a lot of money. She's the best, one of the best people I, I know. The idea that I was going to somehow give some asshole who paid a hundred dollars because he, you know, sells real estate or something more access or more goodies than this woman. Like that was too, I, I can't do that. I, do, I can't. Do you ever have, cause this is common when I've done Patreon in the past is you do get people saying, what the hell, what the hell, why are you charging money? These guys go and they, they'll throw at you bigger names that are doing it for free. And you're hurting your career by being subscription only that you get that a lot, right? I'm people not think- subscription only. You aren't okay. So oh yeah, so, there's nothing there. Yeah, as a subscriber, you talk get about that. You get some. You get um some benefits. Um, but it's mainly a lot more access um to me and the community, and more importantly, the community. The community uh, is uh, actually really you know that's the thing I'd probably want to talk most about with you or anybody that's interested in this because you can you everybody builds a community no matter what their product is. And now it's just so much different online at virtual and with COVID and people, you know, wanting to connect. And, and, um, and so it lends itself to it. And so you get access to the community. If you're a subscriber, you, we, we do a Thursday night, like happy hour. We hang out. I invite like special guests to, to, to have Q and a with that, you know, help people with whatever, understand things and live their lives. And so that's really it. You get to hang out. You get access to that Zoom and the community and, you know, through Discord. It's nothing like it's nothing so original in terms of what I'm offering, but we like to think it's original in terms of what it is. Like our, our, the community that we build is um, the people are very they're just amazing people. They're the most amazing people I've ever met. And so it's a wonderful it's a wonderful space and, and place to be a part of. There's no real big issues at all. I mean, we haven't had any issues. Well, I mean, that's one person murdered a family of another. <laughs> oh, yeah. You forgot that. I don't like to talk about that. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, I talk about this a lot on Pretender to Contender, which is, you know, when you do make these connections with people, you can't fake them. They're either organic or they're not. And when they are organic and there is a connection and you're like, oh, I like this person it usually ends up to some great things. And um, you, you, I, a lot of the people that have been following me that in that way, like that if I put out a chat like you do and they all talk in it, uh, it's a great way. That's a way that people just, you know, they feel 
it's all about them feeling like they know you and yeah, that, I think that's the, and, and, and maybe it's all about them feeling that way, but to some extent they really do, you know, in my case, uh, it's always a little awkward when I meet people who've been listening to my show for 10 years or five years, whatever. Cause I've said so many, th I'm very open about my personal life as, as open as, you know, certainly my wife would ever let me be, or my kids would they have to get permission from them. If I'm going to talk about them, but about stuff that I don't necessarily have to get permission about, yeah, I have to get permission about everything, but I'm I'm pretty careful and and yet not so and 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 have never felt uncomfortable about it. So people think they know me, but I don't know who they are. And then they meet me and they know every single idiosyncrasy about me, my every insecurity and vulnerability. But that that I'm okay with that. Like I'm confident to a point where I'm not. I'm never going to feel, uh, you know, judged. They listen, so they they like me. And so what the what the interesting thing is, I then when I get to know them. It's wonderful. And that's why I think I've told you this and other people before. I don't refer to people who listen to my show or support me as fans because I think it puts us in an uneven on an uneven playing field. And I you know, authentically, truly don't believe that what I do, like I live in a community. What I do is I'm the guy who makes the announcements on the microphone. But that person over there, like fucking grows all the food for the community. So like I have a lot to learn. And I need that person. So I think of it as I'm part of the community that, yes, I founded and built, but I don't want to be on a different playing field or, you know, I don't want that. Like the word fans is different than friends. Like, yeah, they're they're my friends. And if someone ever does something or, or says something that, you know, I feel unsafe or takes advantage, they wouldn't be called a friend anymore. And I think that matters to people. Now, how about this? Do you do you advertise on social media about your Patreon page? Do we, how, what what has worked for you with uh, bringing oh, you know, somebody brand new over? Dude, I'll tell you what. I don't. Do you have... mention it on the free podcast? How do you say it? Yeah, I will tell you what I do, but I will also preface it with I'm not sure what works. I'm not sure anybody knows what works either like patreon would give you advice or an entrepreneur or you know some guy who gives a seminar would give you advice but you always kind of need like the advice that applies specifically to in my case what i told you my moral philosophy was about tears earlier or in my case i do a daily show or am i you know like so and then yeah the social media question and how to so i'll tell you just what i do but i can't tell you that it necessarily works it's hard too don't you think to like track a thing you did turning into a result like we don't have a team no. The I data mean, team, like Sirius XM or CBS does, like they look at the clicks, they have people who study algorithms, like uh, nobody has time to do that if they're doing independent media or or content. So you just trust your instinct. So that's what I do. So I. Well, let's hear what you do. Yeah, you so come, you come on the top of your podcast. How do you start? Uh, you'll have to listen to stand up to Tom to find out. Um, <laughs> we will. We will. So, we'll be plugging the shit out of it here. But yeah, I want to no, know. No. Um, ask me more. So you're saying how you do I? When you come on to start your podcast, at the mm -hmm. very beginning, do you go, "Hey, this is available on Patreon for all you people out there that want to"? Uh, support no, no, no. I, I open. Mentioned? No, I open, and I, I, I always want to say words that are interesting to people to hear, and plugs aren't usually that. And so you do what you do with advertisements, like you slide into your plug, and into your ad read you slide into it and they know you're doing it it's not like you're you're tricking them but it's just like it's not right at the top it's it's it, i'd open differently usually i open with a kind of a you know the the introduction i have an, a, a unique introduction written by a listener every single day he writes a an intro that's new so i'd oh, open really? with that that's another thing um i do 
uh, people get really involved and they get to be a pretty big part of the show. They write jingles, they write songs, they write jokes, they write questions, they they ask, you know, uh, they book guests, they help and me book guests. Is this all through Patreon or are they emailing you all this stuff? Oh, it's uh, you do it. It's everywhere. You it's name everywhere. It. Name any way to communicate. People communicate. I, I'm pretty, you know, out there. Well, I see. I see on your Patreon page. Also, you say uh, in some, a couple of the tiers, it includes it includes it includes it includes Discord benefits. Now, explain to people what that means. Um, you know, this is a CNN mug. I used to work at CNN. Um, so Discord, <laughs> man on the street piece nightly. The Discord <laughs> put me on the map. I had hair it, then. <laughs> Sorry, what was your question? How do I use Discord? Explain to people what it is and, oh, yeah. and what that means. A Discord. So Discord is like almost like it's just a chat. Like just think of it as a chat room. Um, and it's a think of it as a text chain. So you're in a text chain with 16 of your friends, and you can check in on it whenever you want. There's always somebody to talk to. You like these people, uh, share similar interests or ideas, uh, links and stuff. That's what Discord is. It could also be video and, and, and audio. I don't know that much about it. I don't jump mm -hmm. in there as much myself, but they're always talking. So that's and, not what the Zoom thing is that you were talking about, this weekly like Zoom. Zoom. You didn't mean Discord. Thing. Yep, and that's interesting too. Giving people, I'll tell you that, I think you've, you're making me think about it, but like giving people different ways to get to know each other and communicate is really helpful because people have different preferences a lot of people are shy to go on camera they're shy to talk in person they would rather text it makes them feel safer and a little bit more anonymous and protected so that's what can, discord can be and the zoom hangouts a lot of you know that's just a zoom hangout that's every thursday night at eight o'clock unless you know, change it for any number of reasons i have a board of education meeting to attend etc mm -hmm. and um so those you know some people don't turn their camera on they don't ever talk but they just want to be there um, some people talk every once in a while. You'll get a guy who talks too much. Never a woman. Well, I was going to say, if you had to give me advice, cause I have done those in the past and it's always the same, you know, eight to 10 people that jump on it and I'm talking the whole time. And it feels like I'm just over talking that they're usually not talking. And it's, it's hard to keep a, a conversation going with a bunch of people on a zoom and, you know, you know, I guess it makes it easier for you. And I think another reason why making my podcast more specific, now it's a lot easier. You do a political thing. It's very easy to, to you know, if there's something big in the news. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Boom, there's everybody wants to talk about yeah. it, right? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You're right. So if, if my show is more specific of taking people from pretender to contender in the field of stand up comedy. Now, most of the people that are listening are comedians. They're going to want to come on and talk shop. And especially if you give it a title each week or what the topic, you don't just have an open free for all to talk about everything. That's what yeah, yeah, no, you're So you're putting a lot of limits on yourself and that makes it harder, but it also is what you're doing. And it's a good idea to do. And, and you know, it, you know, having a niche and very specific thing, it's got pros and cons. Right. But, but I think, yeah, it's for, so, and also, you know, we usually, I don't want to brag, but we usually get like 30 to 60 people. And so there's just so many more voices and they're, you know, um, and I, you know, I'm a warm up comic. I'm a host of conversation. Like that's what that. I do. I'm good at, at being it's socially cohesive. And, yeah. and, and then the point that you just made about, there's so much to talk about. And, and well, even do you usually, not. do you usually give it a topic each week no, before you no, go in? 
no, and no, it'll be a three hour free form fun. Like we laugh and we cry and we commiserate and we support each other. And sometimes we debate and discuss. Uh, and like I said, every once in a while, I'll have a guest come on. So we, you know, ask questions. We but do. You, we've never but, like played games or something, but like people really share a lot mm -hmm. and become vulnerable. But people also like there's a lot of ball busting um, me on them. And everybody has, you know, I'm fair game. So like. I open with like, if you listen to the podcast, what were the editing mistakes? Where did I stutter? Like anybody that wants to make fun of me. And then like, usually what happens and it's really funny is like eight black people just destroy me for 10 minutes. <laughs> it's like, they really do. It's like a bit like they team up. Everybody just sits back and watches them. And like, we are piss laughing because. Do you, do you ever have a hater come in? Cause I mean, I know. Never. I know if I do, what happens to me is someone will pay the $3 to be on my Patreon and they, they just come on and just try to ruin the, uh, the group conversation and then no, you gotta never, like uh, X them out of it. I've never had that. Never had that. People do not hate me. I know, but there's always someone you had, you had some, I mean, you've had you know similar what, actually, moments in your career where people disagree politically with you. I mean, they love to attack people. Yeah, that's different. It's different. They they disagree with you politically, but in that case, they want to stay engaged. They don't want you to hang up on them, generally speaking. It, it That kind of thing happened to some extent at the old radio show with live callers, but that's not this. They're, you know, um, that this you is much never different. had a hater pay the money to well, fuck with your Patreon page. One time, my wife. <laughs> Never had one? No, never had one. Oh, that's amazing. That's I, I, I don't I would, it doesn't make a lot of sense either for people to pay you and then be mean and then just get like they get deleted or not down. Like it's it, it's it doesn't seem worth it for for even if I hated someone, why would I do that if I didn't get to well that's a good point for me to learn from that if someone was paying to sabotage on my Patreon page they're they're not really a hater they're actually like a fan who's just like thinks it's funny to fuck with you is that what you're i mean saying? i don't know there might be somebody might do i think people would do that but i just it, I, they wouldn't I, do the thousand i'll tell you that they wouldn't they, they probably, probably wouldn't, wouldn't give you the thou um <laughs> here's a thousand you suck <laughs> well there might be like those you know what is it to uh, uh, people who like to have sex where they're beaten up that's true too i feel like yeah there, there's a little bit of that I have I, a lot of those, but I don't. Yeah, I don't think people. I don't know the the idea that someone would. Uh, yeah, but when you're when you're busting someone's balls, that's different. That that you're you're acknowledging their existence. You're 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 saying you're here, and I appreciate you in a way. Or else you you know you don't you don't tease them. I think that's certainly people know that about me, and I'm a pretty uh, an equal opportunity offender. You know, I well, well also three or five dollars isn't a lot to spend. Like I've had them pay the five dollars and they come in and start showing thing like showing gay porn, right? They'll they'll share yeah, it. I don't right know in. why. Like like if someone did that, I'd be like, I would just kill their feet. Like it would be over quickly. It, it, it is. It, it is. It, it happens. It wouldn't be a problem because I'm not running an elementary school. Like no one would care if someone did that. They, we don't. I, yeah, that's what I said feet. to him. I go, you just made it hilarious that something For shot sure. out of some guy's ass. I what, yeah, didn't yeah. hurt anybody. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we weren't. We're not a church group here. So yeah, it's and fun. they don't. They don't get to. It's not like a comedy club where they get to keep doing it until someone throws them out. Like you just press a button and they're gone. So, right. and unless they can find a way to keep coming back in, but they can't. I mean, mm -hmm. 
or if they, yeah, I, 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 I'm sure it happens. Um, I, I'm happy and proud to say it's never happened to me. All right. And I'm not worried about it because it's just like I don't know even know I, what the, the I the, probably just gave somebody an idea and they're gonna be you're gonna have 10, 10 new assholes this week. It should be I fun. mean, you know, it's like the other thing too is I've had a pretty uh without sounding arrogant, like I've had a lot of exposure in my career and between Sirius XM, CNN, and MSNBC, which are you know, that's not like Comedy Central. Like nobody people don't hate comedians generally speaking, but if you go on and you say something about abortion or guns or religion, as I have all the sacred cows, um, or, you know, going on Joe Rogan was the worst I ever got. Actually, uh, something I said on, on social media fired up a bunch of crazy people. But the, my, my point is like the, as, as an appearance I've done or any exposure I've gotten, like it's never, um, been a problem for me because people don't, I, I think people don't hate me enough. I'm not big enough or I'm not bad enough to to think that they want to spend a lot of time. They'd rather spend time focusing on someone that's far more well-known or influential. So maybe I'm in that sweet spot. Like, don't waste your time with this guy. Plus, he didn't do anything that was that bad. I don't know. Well, another reason why I think you're successful on this platform and you were successful on SiriusXM. Physical, your, my physical appearance? Your looks. And that you have a, a, a lot of passion about what you talk about. So, I mean, uh, I'll bring up our our friend Artie Lang used to say advice that Howard used to give him, which is people need to either hate you or love you, but you need to have, you know, have yeah. a really strong commitment to which, what you're talking about. You can't be wishy-washy and you're very, you're very strong willed in the way you speak. And I think, you know, I don't know how you can't, can you teach somebody like say you were listening to me and you go, Joe, if you were way more passionate about, um how you feel and why you're doing pretender to contender because you you talk about your it sounds like your show is basically a mission to change the way the world is so i mean that's that's a big thing and that's something people want to get behind right um i mean i wouldn't say i, I appreciate that and i don't i would i don't oppose that i do want to change the way the world i think everybody probably wants to i hope to, you know not everybody wants to but i hope you know it's a good ambition to have in your own way no matter what you're doing if, you, if you're picking up litter or volunteering at a old folks home but you know my show is like school i think for me it's always been that way it's like college i i book the smartest people i can find or most mm -hmm. interesting people that i can find and i ask them questions you know about things they they know a lot about um when you've been on the show you've been really great at talking about your own personal challenges you know a lot about them you know what's worked for you people appreciate that kind of guest when we have those kinds of conversations no matter what they are and i don't agree though yes you will succeed if you're uh have a strong opinion whether it's on football or guns you'll succeed you know you'll you'll get people's attention and and that's true. It is true what Artie said and what everybody says about that. But I I'd rather be more thoughtful and nuanced, and one might argue boring. It's a little more boring, but that there, there's an audience for that. It's NPR. Right. It's you know public radio. That's what I've always been doing, except you know with a heartbeat, with a personality, with with acting, mm -hmm. trying to be interest more interesting and entertaining to some extent. But uh, but but the thing that Artie also what I learned from Artie Lang which of course you and I both, you know, toured with him for so long and together often at times, what I learned from him was that how grown men, like the most masculine, like heterosexual guys loved him. So I do agree that if people love you, 
but they can love you because you're thoughtful. Like there's a lot of listeners that really disagree with my passionate opinions, but I listen to them and I hear them and they appreciate that and they like me for it. And that's what I learned from Artie. People like you and respect you, even if they disagree with you. That's huge. That's a that's a great thing to do for your your show. Well, also, I mean, I always bring up Gary Vanderbilt. It's, noticed. If it's, it's harder to get noticed if you're having a thoughtful conversation. It's not going viral. Right. Like, like, for example, in your case, you tell me. But my understanding is that you have a clip on YouTube that has been seen by like 10 million times about you dealing with hecklers and, and, and confronting people in the audience. And then your best bits have they don't have 10 million i mean i think you've right. got a lot of views on youtube on your comedy no, 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 i the, i have it's 4.7 million it's called when, a, when the whole crowd tries to heckle joe matteris and loses yeah, but that's and then the clip under that that has the most views is has 1.1 million views and it is a stand-up clip and it's um about what happens to italians when they come across the boat from italy to america like so that. that's so that so that's so that's the point. Your, your point. I'm trying to and, illustrate. And most of it is an argument. It it's stirred up an yeah. argument in so all the comments. You, you know. it's under, I'm not judging anybody uh, for for liking that content. And I would argue, you know, just to put myself out there, I watch those videos of like Karen's gone crazy, like people losing their mind in public road rage stuff. Like I love that shit, and I'm not proud of it, but I watch those. And the point is, I'm trying to illustrate like. Your comedy bits are amazing, and you worked on, on probably some of the ones that have gotten the most views for a long time. You really thought about them, you crafted them, you worked on them. those are your those are your babies. That other thing just happened, and it was just but it's conflict. So the idea that controversy and conflict sells more than thoughtfulness and nuance and the kind of things in this case for you and others that you plan comedy bits and it's frustrating. It sucks, but that's the way the world works. But I'd rather make a thousand dollars with a thoughtful conversation than a million dollars by blasting people. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, you know, like Alex Jones, like all these people that are really popular, super famous in media, especially on the right. There's not really many on the left that are super famous for this style are, um, I find them to be bad people like for doing that. Cause they're not saying things they believe and they're saying them in the ways it's mm -hmm. ridiculous. And I couldn't, I couldn't, if you said, we'll pay $10 million to say something you don't believe, I would, I wouldn't be able to do it. Even if I wanted to, I can't, I can't do, I can't say things that right. I really don't believe that doesn't build an audience. Well, but I, I think it, I'm tr when, I don't know if I'm the only one you probably would agree because we both seem to be thoughtful people. You know, do you know when like someone's interviewing you or someone just is asking you the right questions and you give this answer and you realize it's like something that you didn't even realize how much you cared about it until somebody asked you and you realized there was like this emotionalness came out of you when it was asked and you were like, you know what I mean? I, 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 I might be being vague. Uh, yeah, give, give me an example, I suppose. Like, the example would be when I was talking to this person about podcasting and talking about being more specific, um, they said, what kind of, what, what would be, if, what would have to happen in the next six months for you to be really pleased? What, what would change? And I said, I'd love it if a lot of comedians were watching my podcast and when I walked into a comedy club, they were coming up to me going, oh, I listened to that 
example, I listened to that Pete Dominic episode about starting up a Patreon and what, what to do and what not to do. And I did it and it's fucking working. Like, thank yeah. you so much. Like that would like make me f like that feel like I'm not one of these people that when a comedian tells me he got something, which you and I know there's a lot of comedians out there. If you tell them you got something, they're not happy for you. They're like fucking pissed. Like, what did I do wrong? Who's yeah. booking that? How do I get it? I think like, most people, I mean, I, I was that way throughout my twenties. So, yeah. And so, so I, and I felt that I, when they asked me the question, I felt, I really mean this, that I really would like if I was helping comedians, it's like when people, I have a lot of people contact me outside of my podcast, just on email or social media, asking me mental health questions. How do you feel about medications? Um, I, I, you know, and then I, I, I love giving them advice and it working. It feels so good when that happens. So, um, th don't you think that's important for somebody who's doing a podcast, you know, that, that they're, you know, I don't know like you said there's people out there to do hateful pockets where they just shit on people and that's what their fan base is oh well, yeah no you oh, can't well. i'm just giving you my you know my very personal opinion of what i want out of my life and my career and just to make it more simplistic well i'm saying that to me you wouldn't say this about yourself because you're not going to brag i'm telling you you being that way is why you have 798 people paying you money every month and that's why they when you lost your job, they came right over because they were like, I, I, I care about this guy. I've been listening to him so much. Yeah, because wanna, yeah, uh, I agree with everything he's doing. I rep I'm, I'm similar to him. I have these same passions as Pete. Yeah, the, the, there is a one of the keys to my success, and it was completely conscious, was to be as open and honest as I could be with my audience, which, you know, I learned from Howard. I'm way more open and honest than he ever was, as a matter of fact, because I'm way more real than he ever was. He was very much performing. You know, he didn't talk about his kids and stuff. I've talked about everything. I've written about everything mm -hmm. and shared so much of it. And that matters. Yeah, it, it is appealing to people because then what I'm doing is I'm then interviewing an expert that is going to tell you something that could impact your life. And they trust that the person I'm bringing on usually is someone that they can, you know, I'm lending trust to them because of my honesty and because of how genuine, and that is who I am, but it's also, you know, what I do, my, my, my brand, my product, whatever you want to call it. And it does work for me. And I would rather make, you know, $300,000 or something. I'm just saying like a goal, like what I would be completely satisfied with doing, being me and being honest than $10 million or, or $1 million or any other amount of money over that. And not to be being genuine. I couldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. I don't want to do that. Um, but, but a lot of people say, I want to make a million dollars. And I, if I want to make a million dollars, I've got to be outrageous and I've got to be flamboyant and divisive and, and it works and it works for them. I couldn't live a day. I couldn't look at my kids. My, my brother wouldn't speak to me. It would ruin my whole life, but I guess I, you know, for, and for what money, well, who could you name that you think? And I, I know you probably don't want to burn a bridge cause I'm trying to think, cause I almost feel like the key to success, especially now with podcasting, social media is what you said is being um, who you really are and it not being put on. Like the, I noticed the people that are huge on TikTok or huge on social media now 
are showing who they really are through their content uh yeah so what are you asking me you're telling me you think there's people out there that become humongous and it's just a complete fake persona yes and for sure like yes most of the people on the really like that oh yeah most of the people on the on the yes tucker carlson sean hannity i mean we literally just saw like that's a hard thing to prove do you you know are you being do you really believe what you're saying it's hard to prove uh whether or not someone's being genuine rush limbaugh uh, uh alex jones obviously but but we just saw like they were texting the president not to get political on you but it's a perfect example they were texting the president on january 6th you got to stop this insurrection you got to stop these people and then that night they were like those weren't trump's people like they said something different publicly mm -hmm. than they said privately and they got caught uh if you get caught doing or saying something that isn't who you are like i try to be the change i want to see i go out and do the things i don't just say them um and if you do opposite of that or you say opposite of that then i mean so they yeah there's tons of grifters the that's almost contrived it's a contrived uh, and then yeah on the left um a guy like uh jimmy Dore. i mean jimmy Dore does not believe a lot of what he is saying I don't think Joe Rogan even I, uh, believes a lot of what he's saying at this point or who he's talking to. Uh, and they say that sometimes, you know, Rogan is like, why would anybody listen to me on anything? I'm just a comedian. I mean, they say it. So yeah, he's I'm saying not... his true opinions. I don't think he's I don't feel like he comes across. He knows what he's doing. He knows, he knows what, what he's saying. saying. He believes what he's saying. I don't think, uh, you know, I don't at, know. At this point, I used to think that. At this point, I'm not sure I do. He's not a great example. The other examples I gave certainly are, and I'm tending to think that he does. He says things to uh, to, to trigger people on purpose. I don't uh, agree with that. I mean, that'll never stop. People will always do it. Doesn't matter who you are. You're political, and people will always do that to get an audience to be outrageous. A lot of comedians have always done that. Let me be as outrageous as I can. They get an audience. So. Um, do you know, but that's different. Uh, I'm talking about serious commentators not believing what they what they say. Yes, there are uh, most of the really popular ones probably unfortunately are. Uh, I think that is maybe changing the more right. genuine you feel that the platform gets them success more than the content. Uh, what? Like the platform, like they have the job on television, so it gets them a big fan base, and then they just no, start. They, got the, they no, start they phoning it in and doing what they no, think no, no, supposed no, to. no, no. I don't think that. I think okay. they got the job by being divisive, by being dishonest. They they said, "I'll go on and say anything," and then the then they're like, "You will? Yeah, okay, you're hired." Like they are, they already were. Like you build, you don't come out of nowhere. I was gonna say, you think that person is dishonest as a broadcaster is not dishonest in his life no i think they they're probably duplicitous and deceitful and that's and what i'm saying i'm saying i don't know like like i'm trying to think an example would be like uh people used to say this about um lewis black lewis black looks angry and pissed off at everything and then off stage he's like this mild-mannered well that's guy. different i mean let's be clear we're talking about comedians like you don't expect a comedian did you really think sam kinnison was going to talk the way he does on stage or andy kaufman or anybody that's doing a character on stage even larry the cable guy off stage if you thought that i mean i don't think most people think that no, I think but i still think yeah but i still think a key to success is being who you really are and that like when a person is being that deceitful person i think they're 
or it's not like, oh, I'm the greatest. Like these guys out there, like I'll think of one. I'm not going to say his well, name. Listen, it, it, it's team broadcasters that are mean spirited on their show. And then people go, he's a nice guy. And I'm like, you can't be if you do a show that's mean spirited every fucking day. Like, no, I think you're I not think, a nice guy. Sorry. It's a potential key for some people to succeed. But so is being a disingenuous, flamboyant asshole who's screaming and telling lies and 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 grifting people and being, you know, leading them to conspiracy theories, knowing that that's not the truth. I mean, those are the most disdainful and deceitful behaviors for any society ever telling people something that's not true, knowing that it's not true and leading them to their death. I mean, the idea that people are getting vaccinated and believe that vaccination is good and then going on TV and saying something different is leading to people to death. What could be more of a horrible thing to do than that simple answer? If you don't, if you don't believe in vaccines, that's one thing, at least you're being consistent, but you can't, you can't get vaccinated and then tell, Hey, you know, ask your doctor. Now we're, we're all, it's like one person that can't get vaccinated because of a weird wheat allergy or some shit, you know, like it's, right. it's disingenuous. It's not true. And, it, and it's actually leading to thousands and thousands of people dying. And it's interesting too, because the guys who are genuine, it's interesting. You see all these guys that have huge radio audiences and week in and week out or, or, or at their churches week in and week out, they're telling people not to get vaccinated and then they die of COVID, but at least they were consistent. They didn't themselves get vaccinated. That's, more, you know, uh, genuine and consistent and almost respectful than your Tucker Carlson's, your um, and, and the rest who are getting vaccinated and are vaccinated. Ron DeSantis, the governor mm -hmm. of Florida, wouldn't answer if he'd gotten his booster. Like, it, yes, he got his booster, but he won't tell you that's dangerous and deceitful and leads to death. Now, not all of these personalities and podcasts lead to death, but I mean, I give you the most extreme. All right. Well, I want to I want to end the interview with you and 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 cut hard back into the Patreon topic, which is your um, on Patreon. They give you a, a space where you can put an intro video up there. And uh, I pulled your uh, I'm going to show the audience your uh, your don't. intro video. It's really good. You, you think? Well, let me ask you, like, because I'm too close to that. Like I made that video before I really got going before, like right. before I even started. And like, I'm in such a different place and the show's in such a different place. And that so kind of, yeah, I, I'm not, I'm not sure it's probably, I need a new, I think I need to do a new one, which recaps what the amazing, like super famous influential people that have been on the show would be a helpful promo. <laughs> and yeah, the community, all, all the, like that was before I built it. I need a new one, but if you think it's still, you know, I don't know. Well, I mean, that, comes the point because the same person that I talked to about podcasting looked at my description for my show and said, no one needs to know any of your uh, credits. He's like, the, all it needs to say is I'm trying to bring people from pretender to contender, you know, that are comedians that are interested in learning specifics, how to help their career. Basically, well, I mean, like I get, so you don't need to say Joe Matteris has been, he goes, well, first of all, he goes, your name's in the title of your show. So you need, you don't need it again, you know, but these guys are nitpicking because they want your money. You know, when you're, when oh, you know, just to be clear, I was, I'm glad you just said that because, um, I get irked when someone says, don't do this or definitely do that in, especially, especially in this game podcasts because i want to be like um there are no rules you actually don't know what's going to work and while i appreciate your advice 
I'm not sure that's necessarily accurate. And then they take your money if it's that kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, it, it, so what was your and it was a lot of money. <laughs> well, I mean, a lot of money. Well, I'm I'm really I think the idea that someone would tell you not to tell the people what your credits are. I don't know what the context was. I would give you the opposite advice to me. I think Joe Matarese. I know all of your credits and they're really impressive. And if I don't know who you are, I don't know the name, but I see just three of your credits, much less 10. I instantly give you credibility. And what could be more important in a podcast that's trying to help people than credibility. So I'm not sure. Sure. It's important to have a good name and brevity is important, but not putting your credits. I mean, I don't know what he was. It's, it's like, I'm glad you're saying that because when I used to teach stand up, I would say to the students, you shouldn't be listening to me on everything. Like you should pick and choose. You do need to become who you are. I'm giving suggestions, but if you want to do something completely different and you really believe in it, go ahead. Like you shouldn't be like thinking what I say is gospel. And if you don't do that, I'm going to be mad at you. Like I'm not like, and, and I'm not, and I shouldn't, I'm not writing the jokes for you. You're going to do the jokes. Like they got to come from you. So same with podcasting. It has to, you, t you pick and choose and you do have to make a, a you know, a strong, a strong point and, and have a passion of why you're doing it. I think is really important. I remember as crazy as Cosby is, <laughs> We met Cosby once, and he said that to my 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 uh, Matt Bellis, who's my third cousin. I remember, I remember that because right after he told Matt Bellis that advice, he raped his wife. I think no, which was crazy. Do you do you know the advice he Matt said? Oh, I'm I just want to be clear. I just want to be clear. Hold on, hold, hold on. I just said something that we got to correct. I just want to be clear. I was making a, uh, that joke because you said you know we met Cosby and he's crazy, and I was like, no, he raped a ton of women. Just to be clear, I want to up your crazy. Sorry, but what were you saying about his advice? Yeah, so he basically right. he wanted to know my my cousin matt is a, is a speaker and a comedian and yeah. he wanted he wanted to know, he wanted to know why 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 do you speak to kids and i thought that was a great question to ask like and same with i, I would ask why why are you why i said i think your podcast is successful why is because you have these strong opinions and you're trying to change something and all the people that you meet with every week they feel the same way and uh, you know, if there's a why of what, what do you, what is pretender to contender and you can't answer why I would think it's, 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 it, you need to fix that. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. But you, you, you already told us, we know what the show is, but it wasn't for a while. It's just a recent change. I went and looked back at some of my episodes that are like, I, I literally did an episode called what's my favorite Led Zeppelin song and why, like that has nothing to do with pretender to contender whatsoever. Why is that an episode and lots so of other just, ones? Okay, so you know, let's talk about it less and just do it. That's what I that's my advice to you and anybody. Like, yeah, have a premise for the show and then do the premise. Yeah, that's out. great advice. It's like I don't I hate podcasts that it's gonna you don't know what the hell it's gonna be, and they just freeform talk about nothing. I mean, I you know, some of those I like I, I don't know. I mean it, it those you I think you often end up 
uh, listening to the ones where you might know who the guest is. Like, right? He's a good. He's interesting. He's a yeah. Baron, or or you know, you don't know what he's going to talk about. You have some idea, but you're going to listen to the. Right. I mean, if he's got Jimmy Page on from Led Zeppelin, you're going to listen because you're like, fuck, yeah, how could yeah. that be bad? Maybe you don't like Josh Brolin. I happen to love Josh Brolin. Right. So, um, yeah, but I'm sure if you asked him why he was doing the WTF podcast, I bet he'd be able to answer. I think it's important. I, I think you should ask yourself that question when you wake up every day. I do. Why am I waking up? <laughs> Why am I not killing myself? Yeah, Why? You're super Why depressed. That's odd. I, I think you start. I want to be specific. Why am I waking up? Yeah, no, I am. I'm very purpose driven uh, in my in my life. So I do actually ask that question every day. Like, what? Why am I? Like, what am I doing today? Why am I doing it? How can I be of service to others? Like asking yourself questions and as as mantras is uh, you know, and in a journal or whatever, however you decide to do it, is super helpful. And then, and then to know why you're doing a thing. But I've always been fortunate, I think, and lucky in that I've always known what I wanted to do and been been able to stay focused on on one thing for a long time and you know i've succeeded at it luckily so i just stay focused on that kind of one one thing and and uh i think it's great advice yeah and and let's end with this if there was one thing that you think maybe you've done wrong since you've been podcasting um or hosting on sirius xm your own show um that you would do differently and you think it would be great advice to tell somebody out there that's like you know a stand-up comedian who's out there and he, he's like i got to do a podcast and 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 i don't you know know what it should be about um do you have any advice i feel like i just asked you three questions well and yeah I, it's it's it, you know again my career is i didn't just start a podcast from scratch like i wasn't doing comedy for 10 years and then did a podcast which is most comedians i was doing comedy then radio, which is which and people, by the way, were paying for 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 me or for Sirius. They were already paying. And then I poured it over, you know, um, so that's it's different. I just want to be, you know, clear. well, if I came up to this, will make it easier for you. If I came up to you and said, Pete, you've known me for a long time. I want to do a podcast, but I don't know what I what it should be about. I have like five different ways I could go with this. Would Would you have immediate advice for me? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. OK. Um, I would say we don't know each other that well, and I'm not happy to see you. And then <laughs> I would say, <laughs> not to you, to other people. I don't know anybody I know better than you or that knows me better than me than you. But uh, I, I, I would say just what I what my dad told me about the same thing about any work. If you call it work, if you want it to be, it's, you know, what's your goal? I'd say, what's your goal? Are you trying to make money? You just want to have fun? Do you, I mean, generally speaking, when people talk into a microphone and press record, they want people to, to hear it. That's what always irked me about the guys I worked with at Sirius. They try to act like they were like above promoting their stuff. Mm -hmm. It's like, um, I don't really like promoting. I don't care what people think. No, you do. You do. You're talking, you're talking into a microphone and press and record. So I would say what my dad told me when I was 14, just son, son, he said. Find a job you enjoy, that you care about, that you're passionate about, and do that. And don't think about anything else. And so he didn't talk about money, but that, I guess, was implied because it's a job. So for me, it is my job. It's a daily podcast, my primary source of income. Uh, and I have to talk about and do a podcast about things I'm super interested in. 
and that's what I do. So uh, whatever you're really interested in, in my case, it's more about what I'm curious about because my podcast is more about uh, I'm asking more questions than I am like, you know, giving answers or ranting or doing stuff. So, so it's like, what am I curious about? And then I find the people who know the answers and I ask them questions and that's what I love. Uh, other people, I love interviewing people too. I love meeting new people. So that's, those are the things I love. And that's what my podcast is. And that's why there's, it's able to, I'm able to produce so much content because I'm so curious and I love so many people. And there's, um, luckily, uh, I've had a good enough career where pretty much everybody says yes to join me. Oh, uh, and, and, oh, geez, I just didn't even realize I didn't even ask you. You should tell people, you don't even have a team of people that you do this with. This is all you. You book yeah, your own guests, you, everything. Yeah. You asked a question that, you know, I don't think I could have done it differently because, you know, as you know, uh, losing a huge corporate job, you know, you know, about how much money I was making, how good of a lifestyle I was providing my family. Like I had a, I had to create something that was going to, um, make money. And it was obviously a really long shot as well positioned as I was. It was a really long shot. I did not believe I could do it. I, I really firmly didn't. It was the only time in my life I didn't think I would succeed at something I really wanted, but I worked harder than I've ever worked in my life, seven days a week, didn't watch TV, didn't do anything, just worked on learning how to do this and getting good at it. And, and if I were to do something different then, or maybe now it'd be like, maybe spend money on someone to help me. That's been hard for me to do uh, for two reasons. One, I want to, I'm not making so much that I can you know hire a full-time person and still support my family, but I'm making enough that if i don't hire somebody i i can support my family and you know pay my bills because uh, it's going really well but so i want to try to like maybe i should have then and maybe i should now like find a way to you know pay someone at least a little to to work on the show with me but it's hard too because i'm in so much control of of every aspect of it but i could certainly outsource some of the promotion and editing right well that was in one note that they had said in the seminar that was really That's important to outsource, to outsource. Yeah, it, depends. And, and, it depends though. You know, it, I, I don't always agree with that. Like I, I'm glad I didn't at the beginning. Like I'm glad I learned how to do every part of the job before I hired someone to do the job. I think it's important for people to do that no matter their line of work. Uh, you're going to start telling people how to do stuff. I mean, at, at Sirius, I didn't tell my producers how to edit because I didn't know how to edit. Come to find out they weren't nearly as good as they said they were because I've learned it and it's not that fucking hard. It's, you know, it's not like you're editing uh, a, a, a Marvel film. You're editing a conversation between two people. Cut out the ums, genius. <laughs> Cut out the ums. I'm really good at editing. Shut up. <laughs> no, I learned editing. I learned, uh, you know, all the things about the necessary things to do the audio, the microphones and, and, and the equipment to, I still have a lot to learn, but I didn't have to hire somebody. And now, you know, it, it, it I, I do it well and it's I, on my own schedule. So, you know, it's, that's the question and that's the next challenge, but I'll, I'm going to definitely hire someone to help me with like video and promoting and, and, and social media and all that nonsense that we don't necessarily really want to, or need to be doing. Right. So if you're out there listening, folks, you might want to contact Pete. He's going to have a job available if you're a hell of an editor. Yeah, a few different jobs maybe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, dude, thank you. Thank you for your time, man. I hope this was uh, fun, and I think uh, people will take a lot from everything you said. So I appreciate the interview. I always enjoy talking to you, no matter what we're talking about. We've been we've had a uh, seven years long conversation. I mean, we used to talk on the phone 
for hours and hours when we'd be driving back from gigs. A lot of oh, comedians yeah. do that, but you would no, be my, do gigs my main go-to for that. But uh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. So, so I'm always happy to talk to you, and it's great to see you. All right, man. Go about your work Thank day. You so much, sure you got a busy great to see one. you. Good luck. All right, Thank man. You. All see right, you. That was uh, Pete Dominic there. Pete Dominic, thank you so much. Thanks, everybody, for listening to Pretender to Contender. I hope you uh, really enjoyed that episode as we talked a lot, a lot about how to monetize your podcast on Patreon and how to be successful at it and uh, how to do a podcast. I hope you really uh, you learned and because there's a lot of us out there. I know I can't be the only one that's like, this is a necessary thing that I have to do now that I'm a comedian. How the fuck do I do it right? How do I make it um, successful? How do I uh, do something that's going to help others? And, you know, sorry to say, help me, help me. I want it to help me also, but I want it to help you guys too. So keep listening. Uh, my Patreon is pretty easy. It's just patreon.com forward slash pretender to contender. Uh, you can uh, find it on all my social media. It's on my link tree that's connected to all my social media, which is at the Joe Matteris. If you want to come and see me live, uh, God, I got some gigs coming up. I'll be home for the holidays on uh, December 30th. I'll be in Jeffersonville, PA at Soul Joel's. Soul Joel's uh, new little remote location until they get the new one is in Jefferson, Pennsylvania right outside Jeffersonville, right outside of King of Prussia there. Uh, January 7th through the 9th, I'll be at the Borgata in Atlantic City. Then, see if I can remember all these. January, January 20th, is it? Oh, my God. I should know this. I'm going to have to pull it up on my computer. January, January, January 20th is correct. I'll be at the Parks Casino, everybody. Parks Casino in Ben Salem. Ben Salem, PA. How do I move this calendar? You fucking suck. <laughs> oh, God. Ben Salem, PA. And then the day after that, the 21st, I'll be in Fairfield, Connecticut. And then uh, the last weekend of January, I'll be at Governor's Comedy Club in Levittown, Levittown New York. And the uh, the 30th, I will be at mcguire's in bohemia new york no no new york i just said no no new york in bohemia new york everybody thanks for listening to pretender to contender and uh share away share away if you know some comedians that you think uh could use this advice and go into the group i got a group that's going in, in on my facebook page the pretender to contender group go check it out join we share lots of comedians. I'm trying to get them all in there where we can uh, we can help each other get from pretender to contender as comedians like we really want to. Okay? It's a little free how-to podcast. Watch it and, and subscribe. You get extra stuff on Patreon. All right, guys? That's it.